Welcome to On the Digital Soapbox with Soapbox J. I'm your host, Soapbox J, and I'm on my Sony, what the hell is going on over there? Soapbox shit today. I'm just gonna, this isn't gonna be an extremely long podcast. Uh, I just wanted to address some things. I've had some things on my mind the past couple weeks, but I, I'm not gonna lie, I've kind of been avoiding them because... I have this this reputation on forums and uh, and on Twitter as being somewhat of a so uh, I'm sorry very anti Sony a Microsoft fanboy and that really is not the case so I was avoiding this topic just a little bit but not this topic I was avoiding going in on Sony rather because they've been doing some really questionable things but they've just been stacking like stacking the bullshit and stacking the bullshit then stacking the bullshit again and they've tripled down on some really bad practices these past couple of weeks and it's like you know i can't i can't stay quiet anymore you know if i if i keep the reputation for being anti-sony uh it is what it is you know like that i easily say the playstation 4 was the runaway console of last generation um the playstation 5 hit the ground running uh, Sony puts out some great first-party games or second-party games. Uh, however you want to slice it, I like. I really do enjoy Sony's products too. To be fair, um, I just you know whenever these video game companies do the bullshit, you should call them out for it. I feel like, uh, and you know, I, the very first episode, if if you think that I've been playing nice with Microsoft, I constantly. Like in the first episode, I got on Microsoft for some bullshit that they did. And I'm not sure if I've done it on this podcast or Otaku American. I've gotten on Nintendo. All these companies deserve to get hit for bad practices because they all exhibit, like, bad practices. They all do bad practices at the end of the day. So I'm not hitting them with kids' gloves, but I'm really going to go in on Sony uh, this episode for a number of things. Um, first thing, okay, they're closing the, the, uh, electronic stores for the PSP, for the PS3 and the PS Vita starting August 27th, I'm sorry. Um, I hate it when consoles do this. Uh, the Wii, the Wii U did it last year, if I'm not mistaken, or the year before, and I wasn't happy about it. It's like... Video games are art at the end of the day, if you want to admit it or not. But video games are art, and they should be preserved. And when you take away the stores, the online stores for these products, it's you're not you're not allowing people to pop, you're not allowing people to buy new stuff. And you know they can't archive it. They can't hold on to it just because. It just becomes really hard to get your hands on. And it's more expensive because you have to go searching eBay or Amazon or something looking for these games. And sometimes these games could be really expensive. I think I said a couple episodes ago, I have a PlayStation 1 game named Enhander. It's a it's a 2.5D side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Shit is crazy. It's great. I love it. It's one of my favorite games. It's very hard to find. Uh, the, the game, an unopened copy, 
could easily get you like 800, 700, 800 bucks around that much. I was offered 500 for it. I said no, because I'm that big of a fan of the game. I wanted to archive it. Now, okay, this is the thing. The PSP, there's no new games coming out for this. I mean, if, if, if you have a hard time, you can still download the games off, off the stores, from what I'm told. So, you know, if, if you purchase them, you'll still have access to them. Well, that's good. Um, PSP hasn't had anything come out in a long time, so I guess I still don't like it. Uh, the PS3 no longer, it's going to no longer allow you to buy stuff off the store. Why? I, <laughs> I can't really think of a good reason. Well, the PS5 came out, I guess, and that's their, that's their excuse. The big problem for me with this is the PS Vita. The store is closing down August 27th. Now, we still have some PS Vita games still in development. And not that, okay, like if they were given enough, you know, time, hey, by the by, August 27th, the store is going to close. So make sure you can get your product out on the store before that. Yeah, but here's the thing. They didn't let all the Vita developers know that this was happening until recently. So we're in April now. <laughs> we, we, they literally gave these people five months to finish a game. You know, that like some of these people just started working on games. This is a death blow to some smaller companies. I don't understand why they would do this. And and I just, I really hope that uh that... Steam, Microsoft, or Nintendo, you know, that they could reach out to these, that they could reach out to these companies, you know, hopefully work out some kind of a deal so it doesn't kill the company because this is a death blow for the companies and, and it doesn't cost that much money to keep these stores up and ready to download stuff. It doesn't really doesn't cost that much. I mean, Sony, Sony has the money. I mean, if you want to maximize profit, sure, you know, like cut everything, but it's 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 really unfair and and uh, you know I, like maybe i'm wrong i'm not an analyst or something but i think that they would get the money that they're spending on keeping the ps3 and the ps vita stores up they would make that money by the end of the year i'm pretty sure they would because there's still a market for those systems i mean i i know a lot of people who, who game on older consoles you know i know people who've just made the jump to ps4 you know they're they just they just want to play good games they don't need cutting edge hardware it's not the norm but you know i have family members that do it i have good friends who do that who who just got started last year on the ps4 they've been playing on the ps3 just buying old games for cheap you know they they have families they have lives they have serious situations they don't have money to, to splurge so buy older shit i don't I, hey they're still good games it's not like they got bad especially if you're not really taking this deep dive into next gen you're, you really don't know what you're missing and it's fine <laughs> it really is fine i don't have an issue with with people playing older shit older shit is better than some of the newer shit nowadays so yeah i mean i'm still gaming on last gen's last gen consoles i'm, I'm not making a jump to ps uh ps5 or xbox series x for quite some time to be truthfully honest with you I don't really see the point in it right now. Um, yeah, I can go off on a cell tangent on how I don't think that the next gen systems, I'm sorry, current gen systems sh shouldn't have been released until maybe this year. Yeah, I don't think that they should have been released. I think they should, 
they, they, they actually should be prepping. I mean, when you have functionalities on these consoles that are locked away, I mean, PlayStation 5, I'm looking right at you. Your um, USBs are locked right now. I mean, when your USBs are locked, you're not utilizing everything you're paying for. You know, one day, you know, and I know it's, it's going to happen this year. It's going to happen this year. They're going to unlock the USB, but you know, people paid for that functionality out the gate. So if you can't, my, my thing is if, if your system, if your console can't function to its fullest capability on day one, you have to close things off. You have to section things out. Then just maybe your console isn't ready. And in my opinion, when PS5 did that, it showed their console wasn't ready. When the Xbox Series X has nothing of really no real substance that's exclusive to the Series X or S, then you really don't have a purpose to be out. Now I get it that these that the older games look great on it, but I mean, was it really necessary to make that jump? I, I really don't think it was necessary. That's just my opinion on the whole the whole thing. We'll get to that point where um, I think next year we'll be at the point where, yeah, they should be out. But as of right now, these consoles could have been delayed another year and it would have been fine. It wouldn't have changed anything. It really wouldn't have. And um, the, the, the mindset, it's, it's the, 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 the buy the brand new thing right away, day one, you know, fear of missing out that whole thing you know content creators i get it i get it you're if you're a content creator that needs to play everything right away then yeah i get it uh youtuber uh twitch streamer i mean if you're a podcaster that does regular reviews you need these consoles to do your job basically you know so I understand, but at the same token, it's like from a, a casual, for a casual player, um, everybody I know who has a PlayStation 5 is only playing, is playing shit that's available on the PlayStation 4, but it looks better on that system, and oh yeah, it's worth it, okay, if you say so, you know, I'll just wait, I'm gonna sit here and wait for a little while, but uh, yeah, that's getting off point. <laughs> Uh, so back to uh, Sony fucking up because that's clearly what they're doing. Uh, they okay, so they announced uh, this week uh, about um, what was it? Sony is no longer going to focus on smaller games. They're only going to focus on triple A big budget blockbusters. Yeah, I don't care about a lot of big budget triple a blockbusters i'm an indie games fan man i'm a simple person you know i know a lot of people in my camp they just want to play games doesn't matter if it's cutting edge the idea that it's fine that if you want to make that your focus as a big company but i feel like when you make a comment like that when you put it out there like that for the media to announce it you've basically drawn a line in the sand uh, and you know the idea that you want to focus on AAA big budget blockbusters isn't a bad thing, but you know smaller companies 
deserve exposure and love too and it's up to the bigger companies to see the smaller companies that are doing great things at times these small companies can't do it by themselves and it's it's funny coming from sony who's done so well in the indie market with games like journey that was a big game for them a few years ago and it makes no fucking sense to me on why they would suddenly just cut their nose to spite their face and to be like nah fuck it we don't need that anymore you know what we do need though we need another version of the last of us part one for ps5 yeah that that's that's what we need <sighs> why who, who what are the masterminds of sony thinking with this this is such an out of touch tone deaf reaction to the last of us 2 doing as well as it did and i'm not the biggest last of us fan but i like the last of us i think it's a very well-made game it's a great story um and I'll, I'll i'll leave it at that i i didn't i did quite enjoy the story when i was playing i've only played through the game once i know people have played through it multiple times people call this the best game ever made respectfully i disagree it is a good game though i'm not gonna say it's a terrible game i'm not one of those people that just hates good shit just the popular shit just because it's popular i really did like the last of us i didn't play part two yet because i just haven't gotten the time to do it but in saying that um i, I don't doubt at all that the last of us 2 is a bad game it looks great it is a gorgeous looking game and for me to sit there and act like it's terrible because it's popular i hate people who do that shit you know it's like ugh. but they're going to force another version of the last of us part one on us now okay in doing this in 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 them announcing and well it's, it's been kind of talked about that this is gonna happen they've curved days gone part two basically I don't know if it's canceled or if it's coming out later or if they're just lost focus about it. They, they don't want to talk about that game. They don't want to do anything with that game anymore. And I'm not a Days Gone fan. I didn't think that the first game was that great from what I've seen and played. And a lot of the things that hearsay, you know, I didn't think it was that great. But it, Days Gone 2 deserves more of a, of a platform than another remake of the last of us i i mean give give days gone to a shot maybe they learned from the things that they did wrong in the first one and they've improved i mean from what i heard they improved the game maybe not right away but but you know for the days gone is is, is not as bad as it was when it came out from what from what i've been told by a lot of people so the idea that they're not even giving it a chance but they're gonna force on another last of us part two i'm, I'm sorry not last of us part two last of us one is ridiculous now let's look at the timeline we're in um we're in 2021 last of us one came out for ps3 june 14 2013 less than 10 years ago and then a little over a year later july 29th 2014 it came out for the ps4 now that made sense you know why it made sense because the PS3 did not sell well. That's why. A lot of people did not play The Last of Us. They only heard about it. So it was smart. Because the PS3 didn't sell well and the PS4 was selling great. The PS I think I think in the first year it sold more than the PS3. So yeah. 
put it out for the PS4 at that point because more people own a PS4 than ever owned a PS3. Absolutely. It's smart business. It's, it's smart planning. This is the way you, this is a good idea. Put it out for the PS4. Now, Sony actually moved on to uh, The Last of Us 2. It won a ton of awards, broke all types of records in sales. Those controversies and stories, months after, after the game had released, people were still talking about it. People, were, It was still on the tip of everybody's tongue. And a lot of people have played it. I don't, I, I don't know many people outside of myself who have not played The Last of Us 2. So, and, and, and you know, the reason why there's so many people play The Last of Us 2 is because they played The Last of Us 1 for the PS4 or the PS3. Now we're going to make another one. I mean, how big is the jump going to be? I'm pretty sure it's going to look better than the PS4, but like, okay, it's going to be in native 4K since the PS4 Pro can't do native 4K. It's checkerboard. So, okay, you're going to have it run at 120 frames per second. Are you going to change any of the base mechanics of the game? Are you going to change any of the game at all? I'm just kind of confused on how you're going about this shit. That's going to make it a good idea to make this game because everybody's played it at this point. It's out on two systems and it's going to be out on a third one. And I just, I'm really at a loss right here. Who's going to spend the money? I, I'll tell you what, I'm not spending the money on this game unless it's a super deep sale. And like I played it, I played Last of Us on the PS3 and I, I owned it for the PS4 when it was on sale for like 15 bucks. But I'm sorry, like it has to be even more than a uh, deeper sale than 15 bucks for me to even think about getting this unless they change the game fundamentally from the ground up. I'm just saying, Sony, what the fuck is going on over there where you think it is a great idea to pull people from other studios to make a remake of this game again? These poor companies, they they want to try different things, and Sony is shooting them down and saying, no, help Naughty Dog make a remake of this game. Now we got an Uncharted 5 coming out and all this other stuff, and they're not willing to take risk. Sony, the reason you are in this position of power where you did so great last generation is because you were willing to take risk. Look at Journey. Look at Gravity Rush 1 and 2. These are games that were... They were not big budget games, but they sold really well. They've sold well. They sold well enough. You definitely made your money. For you to just snub them at this point is not only arrogant, but it's fucked up to do to these smaller companies. It's just having doing support for Naughty Dog. I I, I just can't understand. It, it angers me so much as an indie game fan on how you would focus your attention away from smaller games to making every single game a triple a big budget blockbuster not every single game needs to be a triple a big budget blockbuster we've seen indie darlings come out every year we've seen the dead cells the telltale walking dead games again journey i can't think off the top of my head of all the big the beautiful indie games that have come uh, untitled goose game that have come out the last couple years and has just swept the gaming community off their feet. And the things that they, the, the, the mechanics that the, the AAA pick up from these smaller developers because these smaller developers can take risk. And then they, then the bigger companies will 
add mechanics that they've seen from those games. I'm not a, I, I'm fine with that. But the idea that you no longer, when you're saying we're going to make tri AAA big budgets, it's like at this point, you're completely fine with stunting innovation. And I'm going to tell you, your competition is knowing, is looking at what you're doing. Steam has a great, look, Steam is great for indie developers. It's probably the best way to go if you want, if you're into indie games. Microsoft has a pretty decent uh, indie game plan and they, they, they give a lot of money to indie developers. Nintendo, Nintendo is great with indies. They have Nintendo Directs called the Nintendies. The Nintendies, I mean, I'm sorry. Where they highlight indie games. I mean, there's, there's, so, there's so many indie games that are going to be exclusive on the Switch within the next two years. From uh, the Hollow Knight Sil Song, which is supposed to be exclusive on the Switch, there's a couple more coming out. Uh, Crown Trick was the, which is console exclusive. There's a lot of stuff happening, and for you to just suddenly say, "We don't need those small developers. We're good." In fact, you can't take risk anymore. Work on the next big naughty dog game, I guess. This reminds me of uh, a situation that happened with Sony because this isn't, believe it or not, this isn't new. This isn't a new stance for Sony. Sony did this on the PS1, the PSX. Okay, uh, do you remember there was a game called Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Sony said to Konami they weren't going to release that game. They weren't going to approve that game coming out on Sony's platform. You can't do it because we only want 3D polygon based games. That's all we want. And the outcry was ridiculous. And Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time. If I'm not mistaken, it came out in Japan for the Sega Saturn and the, you know, the Japanese went nuts because they wanted this game. This game was a brand new thing. It was it was it's why we call the, these games Metroidvanias. It was heavily Metroid inspired. It changed the game. It, it, it's a new genre. It was a new genre. RPG elements, exploration, incredible music, terrible voice acting. That's a feature. And uh, it was just one of the most fluid and beautiful games I've had the pleasure of experiencing. And Sony did not want to publish that game. Let that sink in. Just think about it. <laughs> I don't know what to like Sony. <sighs> Mom, they're getting arrogant again. Sony's getting arrogant again. I nothing good comes out of arrogant Sony. I promise you. We've seen it before. Thankfully, in the PS1 era, they corrected it because they were still new. The PS2, they did even better. PS3, bombed in the beginning. They charged too much for the machine, and uh, the person in charge, I forget his name, actually said, it doesn't matter the price, they'll buy it because Sony PlayStation is on the box. 
and that game came. I think that system came out for six ninety nine, seven hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken. If, if it wasn't six ninety nine, it was five ninety nine. But I'm pretty sure it was six ninety nine. It's a long time ago. And um, yeah, they allowed Microsoft to gain momentum and to actually own them that generation. They they like Sony had some good games for that generation, but I didn't buy a PS3 until way into that console cycle. You know, I was good with a 360. Yeah, I was missing out on some stuff. I don't think I bought the, the system until uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, to be honest with you. So, I just need Sony to realize that, yeah, you, you, you did good. You capitalized on uh, the Xbox One's fumble. And you did great with the PS4. It looks like you're doing pretty damn good with the PS5, even though I have some issues that you guys are doing. But this is, uh, in in my opinion, this 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 is a cardinal sin for you guys. This is like Sony. It's like you need need to stop traveling down this path, and you need to focus on what made you popular. What made you popular is that you handled all facets of gaming big budget AAA blockbusters down to the indie games you gave indie developers the chance and the finances to do amazing things and you need to continue doing that <sighs> i don't know man i don't know but it's like you know if anyone's gonna lose this game it's just gonna be sony at this point because like i said the other companies are, are fully aware what they're doing they're gonna capitalize on this so, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this. I really wish that they would just say, hey, you know, never mind. We, we were bugging. We're going to go back to, you know, making games for everybody. Instead of just, you know, what makes us the most money with the smallest amount of risk. So besides that, uh, a couple other things going on that I just wanted to talk about. No, just this one thing actually. I've been watching um, them on Amazon uh, lately, and wow, this is a uh, it's a hard series to watch, but it's good. I am rather enjoying it. Um, I need to see more. I'm supposed to be on Honestly Nerds hopefully next week talking about the series in its full capacity so i'm going to be just taking a deep dive into this series all week so i can finish all 10 episodes before <laughs> before recording so it, it is it's it's a hard watch man uh, it not, and when i say it's a hard watch i don't mean it's it's done poorly because it's not it's actually done really well the cinematography is amazing the uh the acting is on point. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, the subject matter, it, it's dealing more with, it gave me some Lovecraft Country vibes when I first saw it, but I'm, I'm seeing a little bit different. It just basically takes the uh, Jim Crow era politics and policies and stuff and how it affected black families in the, the Great Migration, they called it, which is basically when everybody uh, down south couldn't take how terrible it was over there for for black families and migrated to up north into california and stuff like that this is actual real stuff in our history uh the fact that i see people upset about this 
they're saying oh great another show that's dividing us it's like fuck off completely if that wasn't a part of our history then we wouldn't have anything we wouldn't pull this stuff out of nowhere you gotta check the source material sometimes and the idea that some people are sitting there saying oh they're dividing us more well (laughs) to be fair we you know people of color were being divided way before this show came out streaming services came out or before we had the power to make movies and t and shows like this and it is a deep dive into the racist racist history and goddamn just watching the first two episodes and seeing the ridicule that these people had to deal with this is this one family had to deal with well it's not just this one family but from what we see it's just one family these poor people had to deal with like some of the worst conditions just because it wasn't as bad as being killed for your skin color no you're just going to be treated like shit because of your skin color and how that's somehow better yeah i get it i'd rather be ridiculed for my skin tone than killed for it but what about neither and the thing is again we're getting to the point that this is actually something that's in our history and unfortunately this is something that you know people we know had to deal with because it wasn't that long ago but um the show is really good i'm really enjoying it it takes the jim crow era and mixes it with horror elements and um sort of how they took the Jim Crow era and mixed it with Lovecraftian elements in Lovecraft country. And I'm really curious on where this goes, but I will be on, I don't know when we're recording just yet, but it's coming soon. I'm really looking forward to uh, recording with the Honestly Nerds once again. It's always a pleasure to record with them. And uh, that's about it for this week. I will be back next weekend with... uh, more talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, we'll follow these video game things. See if Sony does anything else to piss me off. Worth uh, worth uh, <laughs> reporting on. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll just see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping Sony doesn't do anything else to piss me off in the next couple days. That I'll have to record something else about this. Because... I don't like jumping on these companies' cases. Like, I, I, let me let me rephrase that. I do enjoy jumping on these companies' cases, but I don't want to only jump on one company and make it seem like I'm this like uber fanboy of this particular company that they're against. I'm not a fanboy of any company. These companies are all full of shit, and they all deserve to get hit when they do something wrong, and expect me to call them out when they do something wrong. So, <laughs> just saying. So, um, thank you so much for uh, listening to this. My men's, my ladies, my peoples, y'all be safe out there. And if you're not standing on a soapbox, then what are you standing for? Peace.